Hello, and thank you for joining me on my journey through the archives of Made in India, where I reminisce on past episodes gone by. I'm looking at this photo of singer-songwriter Aditi Ramesh and myself when she first performed on Made in India in November 2017, and it feels like a million years ago. So a little context here. I've been taking a walk, not on the wild side, though I sometimes show there too. But I've been taking a walk down memory lane for the past few weeks. And today, we're going back to episode 119, when Carnatic jazz artist Aditi Ramesh joined me on Made in India for the first time. We talked about how she quit being a lawyer to pursue music and her parents' disappointment, as well as curd rice. She also performs three songs from her debut EP, Autocorrect. Welcome, yeah. Aditi Ramesh, to the Thank studio you. and to the Thank show. You. So, um, I ask every artist, you know, when they come in here to to get an idea of, you know, where that little seed got planted for mm. where music began and their relationship with music began. So, I know, were you born in the U.S.? Yeah, I was born and, in the U.S., yeah. But you uh, sort of was raised in, 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 in Bangalore, 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 right? Guru yeah. girl. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, where did music start for you? Like, actually, music started when I was like a baby. Like my parents played music in the house a lot and I started singing when I was two. Really? So, but it, I mean, that's very where it started, started. Yeah. After which, um, my parents, no one's musical in my family. So then they put me oh, into really? piano. Yeah, no one. They're all scientists and engineers and doctors, typical wow. South Indians. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So then they put me into piano from yeah. age five to 15. I played piano and then I didn't five? play for 10 years so I'm teaching it back to myself now and Carnatic uh, on and off they really want me to do it because I sang as a baby so yeah so yeah. they're like she must sing Carnatic yeah <laughs> keyboard is fine but Carnatic vocals <laughs> must be done yes <laughs> and uh, like you said you grew up learning Carnatic music and your mm. tutor was Kiranavalli Vidya Sankar is yeah, that right yeah boom look at your face you're just like how does she know <laughs> Was she there? <laughs> you look, the shocked look on your face. Josh, yeah. you take pictures of the shocked look on your face. <laughs> like, how do you know my tutor? Yeah, how do you know that? I don't Research. know. I find out information. Oh. I'm, I'm basically a creepy, creepy stalker girl. <laughs> and that's how I find out creepy information about people. Okay. But yeah, so that was your tutor, right? Yeah. And yeah. Um, so from the age of five, were you... No, learning? no. I did, I think, much later, maybe... The thing is, I did it in little gaps. I never took it seriously because I didn't want to do it. <laughs> yeah. I, like other kids didn't have to practice. They got to play. So that was yeah. my, I mean, I wish I took it more seriously, but it's okay. It helped me a lot. So I did it on and off from maybe 13. Oh. And then like did it for two years, didn't do it. Like it was kind of like that. And then now, but now you sing jazz and blues and like, so where did that happen? So in school, I liked classic rock. Throughout college, I listened to blues. Like we all did. Like we all did. Like every... We're like, dude, I'm totally into Nirvana, man. Yeah. yeah basically, yeah. <laughs> and then that became blues. Yeah. And that became blues in college. And then when I started working as a lawyer, like the blues became real and felt. So I think like... Wow, that's I think cool. it added a, a different dimension because yeah. it was... Because you literally felt what they were. Yeah, pretty much. But the blues are... And then I was like, what I was doing in college was nothing because... You know, you need to feel the blues to sing the blues, I think. And then it that transgressed into jazz. 
And that's how you moved from there to there. So yeah. uh, I do know, as you mentioned right now, that you're a corporate lawyer. Yeah. And so where did... Did you always want to be a lawyer or is it something you just got thrown into? I don't or? think I've anything that I've done in my life has never been like something that I've always wanted to do. It just mm. kind of happens, I guess. So I didn't always want to be a lawyer. Just that I didn't want to be a doctor or an engineer. And those Jeez, were the wow. professional. This is the third option for a professional career. So you thought I'll do law. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Shali. Yeah. Lawyering. What kind of work? So if you're doing corporate law, what kind mm. of work do you, did you actually do when you're working in a law um, firm? It's not really as exciting as it looks. It's on mainly paperwork. And stuff. Yeah, it's paperwork relating to foreign investments in Indian companies and all the regulatory approvals that go with that. And exciting a lot stuff. of yeah. I mean, it's like real rock star stuff. I mean, there is some stuff which is interesting, like, like brain what? work. Like when you have to, when you have to structure something so as to bypass laws and make it the most efficient and stuff it's interesting if you like maths maybe in that kind of sense but after which there's a lot of boring work that goes along with it so. yeah so basically uh, you're just like if we can cheat the law how we can do that that's yeah. what lawyers all do that's <laughs> why all these terrible <laughs> jokes about lawyers and be like ah, <laughs> cheating liars etc but um you moved to Bombay in 2014 yeah is that right yeah was it because you were doing law here? Or yeah, you I got, got a job? job. So yeah, I came for that. When did you quit your job? Uh, December, like December 2016. 16. Yeah. So when was that moment where, because I think every artist has that turning point mm. of, man, I want to do this yeah. forever. And yeah. where was that for you when it comes to pursuing music? Um, I mean, definitely towards the end of my lawyering so probably a few months before I quit and I didn't quit thinking that I'm going to be an artist and I'm going to I never knew that I'm going to end up doing what I'm doing in such a short span I just knew that if I wasn't doing something with music I was not going to be happy I was getting bitter about it and I just knew that I need to do something which gives me a little more free time and use all that time to practice improve create collaborate and grow nice. so pretty much that so that's what that's it where just, you felt like yeah. I'm quitting law pretty much Wow. Yeah. So I know you put in, uh, there's an FB post, a Facebook mm-hmm. post that you wrote where you said, and I quote you, parents are rather disappointed with my life slash career choices. What happened there? <laughs> well, they still are. I oh, mean, great. That's good to know. Yeah. So uh, why? So that I'm, I'm, it's wonderful when uh, your parents' disappointment doesn't wane in any way. It continues on It just on continues. So what happened? Is it because you said pursue music and they're Not like, really. what are you doing? Not really. Like, it's like we don't even talk about this because throughout, they know that I've obviously, I've done music in college. I used to sing, whatever. Um, one is I gave up a stable job to take up. My, I, my day job right now is something that people like my parents would think that people who don't have ambition in life will take up a job like that. They're oh. very, you know, professional education, science, that kind, that of, kind stuff. of thing. So the day job itself, they're like, why are you doing that? Doing. And music, they every every year or so they'll keep asking me, "Are you still singing that jazz music? Are you still doing that?" It'll, <laughs> it'll bring you down. So, well, when it's doing the exact opposite. Pretty, you, I mean, yeah. <laughs> Do you think they'll ever just give up and be resigned to it? I think they're kind of getting to that stage now. Like they're not dumb. They know I don't talk to them about it, but obviously they know that I'm doing this kind of stuff and. Yeah. They're okay now. We're, we're Have in a they better ever place. come for any of your gigs? No. <laughs> They should though, right? To see what yeah. you do. I know talent. I'll you call are. them. <laughs> <laughs> wow, so much reluctance in that. Answer. Yeah, yeah, I'll call them quietly. Not. <laughs> so 
you're I know that your musical adventure hmm. like you said started uh December 2016 where you left it all and I know you had a band called the Ladies Compartment? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. So how did that come together? Cuz I know that you guys you had Nandita Varki who was on bass yeah. and Kirsten Maria Maria yeah. Uh, yeah. who's a violinist yeah. because she left or she moved out or yeah, something. Yeah, she moved. Um so actually we are kind of reviving that project now. So Ew. it was basically a band at that time and now that Kirsten has left, we wanted I wanted to be more of a project which is uh, in celebration of female musicianship and has a rolling lineup. So nice. I put out a post, I got lots of response. A lot of cool artists who are you know professional artists and do their own music as well yeah. are interested to come and jam with us and i want to put up like a gig where we have um we, i found a core band where everyone plays an instrument and sings which was the philosophy which we started with because we like nice. um women who play instruments and compose and also can sing in harmony yeah we need a so, gal to host a gig for you man you call me man yeah <laughs> yeah i'll come be like hey Welcome to the ladies compartment. Yeah, so and the thing is I want to have a rolling lineup and keep pulling out people who either don't have the opportunity or are scared yeah. and and maybe call different people on for different songs and just have like a bunch yes. of voices, bunch of women on stage. So that yeah. sounds like a really nice idea. I like the project, man. It yeah. sounds cool. I hope it works out. I really do like yeah. it. If you need any help with it, just call me, man. Definitely. Take my number. <laughs> so that's sort of how like the ladies compartment was born and that's how you want to perpetuate it. So yeah. you know what? We've been talking about you and your music. So let's hear your first song for Okay, today. cool. You tell me what it's called. Okay. Um, <laughs> well, this song is called Stuff on Our Minds. Yes, Did that's you from your yeah, yeah, your debut EP, Auto Correct, yes. right? Yeah. So um tell me a little bit about the song. Uh so the song is I mean, I wrote it keeping in mind the lawyers that i used to work with and the fact that i mean it's kind of become a societal necessity to get wasted in order to enjoy yourself oh. as in it's no longer about you know if i want to do it i'll do it but like it's like why are you not doing it it's friday why are you not doing it you just close a deal why are you not losing your senses and then so that's the question that's the premise but there's no real answer because everyone has stuff on their minds so oh. that's the answer i guess nice. This is the story about a man who carried a parcel in his hand in a perfect buffet. Didn't want the people to know what he had, so he went to a corner, opened it up and took a swig. The world seemed more beautiful, and he thought to himself, Why do we constantly feel blue? Why do we? Substance to change the you. Why do we put poison in our bodies every night? Is that a play? Because we got stuff on our minds. Because we got stuff on our minds. She better, better, better. Thank you. 
on our minds by Aditi Ramesh. When I was in school, I have learned to play mrudangam. And before that, I learned how to play piano. But at the moment, I'm super rusty on keys. I also feel rusty, actually. Like this is... This, this ain't that rusty. <laughs> this is like the opposite The thing is, I want to be... See, maybe for singer-songwriters, say we do simplified, you know, arrangements and it's mainly the voice. But yeah. I want to be like... A kick-ass jazz pianist Because there are only men out there I want to go up to a jazz jam And like No one knows I'm a singer And I just play some crazy shit That's what I did not expect Like this mad key solo man For uh, stuff on our minds <laughs> Have you met Mad Fingers? Have you met Karan Joseph? Yeah Joseph? I mean I don't know if he'll remember me But I've sang at these jams You know Where yeah, you just yeah. go up And like I've met him a few He times. is incredibly talented yeah, he's, he's crazy also yeah. insane yeah. Um, Like when he was telling me about How much he used to play piano hmm. When like growing up yeah. And I interviewed him And Lindsay DeMillo Oh they're amazing They're so I know, good DCF and, Together So I know Lindsay oh. Buffum before And then Karan And so the two of them Came on the show And they did really fun jams Like for Made in India And uh, I was asking Karan to get an idea of like where literally Mad Fingers came from. And he used to tell me that when he was a kid, he'd just like be in his room and just play keys. When I was all a kid, I played like, all the time. Yeah, but, for nine hours straight. Yeah. And he's like, my mom would actually come into the room and say, you need to go and make susu. Like, <laughs> I haven't made susu all day. And he's like, I'd forget to pee. Yeah. That, like, and I'm just like, that's it. That's why you're mad fingers. Literally, mad that's, fingers. As in for me, it's that's why I'm able to play after not touching a piano for 10 for that years. that long, Because yeah. that's so... It's like when riding a bicycle, right? Once you just get get back on, you're like, oh, I'll be able to get my balance now. Yeah. So um, it's really interesting because when I first heard your music, um, producer Josh had sent me a song and I was like, wow, this is really... And the first thing that popped I don't know if you've ever heard of this artist. Uh, I, I absolutely love her. She's a British artist called Laura Mbula. Okay. And please check out her I music will, if yeah. you get the I chance. Haven't, I haven't. Uh, It's Laura, L-A-U-R-A, Mbula, hmm. M-V-U-L-A. Okay. And I actually discovered her because I was watching the Graham Norton show because I'm a huge Graham Norton fan. Okay. And she was playing uh, on, uh, you know, one of his episodes. And man, I like, I kind of fell in love with her. So okay. you weirdly enough remind me of her. Okay. Like just your musical style about, just please listen to her. I will, I, think I will. think you really like her. Yeah, yeah. She's super fun. 
Now, interestingly enough, it's not come out in this song so much, but the first song I ever heard of yours was Eflux of Time. Yeah. And that is from your, and this stuff on our minds is also from your debut EP, yeah. Autocorrect. Yeah. So you, your music is this great coming together of jazz and blues and Carnatic is when I really yeah. felt that in Eflux. Yeah, yeah. Because you really meld your Carnatic influence so seamlessly into your music like it comes out of nowhere and that yeah. shift from jazz That's, to Carnatic is uh, like such ease you 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 make that change yeah. and so I, find, I found that really fascinating yeah. I want to understand like how, how does it happen with you how do you feel like you change your vocals around here and there or do you just feel like it's completely uh, natural one thing is to begin with I never actually thought I would end up doing Carnatic along with this stuff if you mm-hmm. asked me last year, I would have not yeah. even thought. Just like you didn't but know you were going to be a lawyer or quit law. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> basically everything, right? <laughs> so I wrote this song called Curd Rice. It's called I Curd know. Rice. I know and about with Curd Ladies Rice. Compartment. And that's the first time I tried this out. Uh, I literally was eating curd rice. And in my head, I was thinking of this Carnatic scale, which has the same notes as a jazz scale. And I just started oh. playing around with it. And I realized from that point on, and the thing with what most fusion artists do is, you know, have a distinct Indian part, a distinct Western part, and they're both super complicated and that person is super skilled and it's yay, whatever. But the point is, I I like the fact that there are certain connects where they can come together. And when you find those points, it's very seamless, like you said. So you don't know when the Carnatic is going to start, when the jazz is going to start. So you know what? So, I like when artists demonstrate what they mean. So when you okay. say that there is a rag with a similar scale to yeah. can you just I will show play you the curd me? rice. I'll yeah. show you on curd rice. So in curd rice, for example, yeah. so the baseline curd rice is this. So it's very Carnatic, like it's very Carnatic, right? Oh. But then so when I add, then I add this chord. Like whatever. It's, wow. it's kind of on the spot. Like I don't I don't like to plan where it's and where it's that, gonna come up. You know, like, yeah. But that's what I mean. It's so seamless. Like you can't tell but you know that they're two completely different, different genres yeah. of music. But it's just like you weave it in so and I that's really beautiful that you find those connections. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's all thanks to Curd Rice. I totally get that. (laughs) So tell me a little bit about your EP, Autocorrect, Mm. and how that came together for you. Um, So basically, in March, I got picked Mm. up by Nritya, which is probably where my musical career started, seriously. And I didn't also, again, think I would have an EP out, like, (laughs) around now. It's been so quick, you know, and it's... Um, how Your life seems to take you by surprise yeah. all the time. Like, I didn't know I was going to have an EP. I didn't know I was going to be a lawyer. I didn't even know I was going to have music. I didn't know I was going to be here. I didn't even know I was like, going to be born. I don't know. <laughs> well, no one knows they're going to be born. So, <laughs> anyway. Making your point, I see, lawyer girl. <laughs> well so, done. I can tell you're a lawyer. <laughs> no, you were saying you're EP. Um, so my EP, how it came together was uh, I joined Nitya and they said you need to make original material so that you can 
you know play in festivals and play in gigs and stuff so how did you meet people from nrutya um happened? i met them actually because one of my friends is friends with them and he did a session recording ladies compartment okay. in the nrutya studio yeah. and then they asked me to sing on one of the tanzin tracks oh. i don't know if you've heard that yeah um, i did so they have tanzin have a whole album besides you there's some other people they collaborated with yeah well. so, so i've sang on i've sang on two one of them is not released yet one of them is out and i've done yeah. the same thing this carnatic jazz um, scatting yeah. for one of the songs and then they picked me up like right after that um so what oh, is about you, yeah they kind of <laughs> so the the point is my music the topics of my songwriting is always very ordinary things which anyone can totally relate to yeah um so autocorrect is a real life problem faced by everyone so they kind of quirky kind of silly kind of funny but at the same time like like for example stuff on our minds is a more serious topic but then I do I think that we shouldn't take ourselves too seriously as well. Yeah, so that that's the lyrical content and musically each song there are four songs they've all explored a completely different space yeah. musically. Um so the first one is like a flux of time is like an intro to the rest of the EP it's very vocal based very minimal instrumentals. Yeah. And then you move on to stuff on our minds which introduces the trio so mm-hmm. my bassist and my drummer have played on that. The third song which is called Marriageable Age again a very important pressing problem. <laughs> <laughs> people are like all the issues you're faced with at the moment <laughs> basically yeah and that is a it's hip hop it's jazz it features a rapper it has carnatic so that's a completely different space and the fourth song is another one which I'll play now um it's carnatic and contemporary jazz so they're cool. all yeah. so you know what you said Efflux of time stuff on your minds marriageable age and what was the last one? Uh the last one is called small fish in a big pond. Small fish in a big pond. It's about so, how I feel as a new artist. Oh, it is a big pond. But yeah. the pond also is just a pond and not the ocean. So yeah. there is a huge It's a good way to So say it's a good yeah. it's a good a good good analogy through in there. Mm. So when is marriageable age and the first three songs are out already Efflux of time stuff on our minds and marriageable age mm-hmm. and the last song will be out hopefully uh by the end of september fingers crossed yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you never know i've had many artists say things and then yeah they don't come out no, till like three years from now <laughs> no this whole thing has been delayed a lot yeah. in that sense but yeah but there's some other songs that i've heard you other singles that i've heard you perform like i've heard high heels yeah and working people's blues yeah that's one of the older yeah, ones. yeah. so from what i've seen you explain where these songs came from it kind of came from you the working in a law firm right yeah, yeah. i really like the background behind high heels yeah. <laughs> about like every time you hear like the, the clip clop of like a guy's shoes or a girl's like high heels you'd feel this stress yeah. and it's like why is this coming from this yeah, like it has nothing sound. to do with you but you just freak out for a second you know it totally makes sense to yeah. me man cuz those there's something about that sound that speaks of discomfort absolutely and, and 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 power but like a power that It's seems power. unreal yeah. and then yeah i get that i get where you're coming from <laughs> i really felt for like high heels for sure <laughs> so now talking a little bit about your band so it's hmm. really weird how i came upon you besides the fact that josh my producer had sent uh one of your songs to me and said should we totally get this girl i'd heard of you before one was generation y you yeah. done that gig yeah. and i i basically only made it for dosser's urge because i'm oh, a huge no. huge fan of dosser's urge okay. and i've like loved them since i used to be i used to work at radio 1 yeah. and i used to play their music on their and they've now been on the show too okay, so great. i really like them and yeah. i i made it for dosser's 
and like huge fan and they just blew me away as always. And then again, I get sent, so Gino Bank sends me this like gig invite for a gig that he was doing yeah. where you and your band, yeah. Jazztronauts, yeah. were on there. Yeah. And you perform with Ishan Jadwani on drums, uh, Keenan Thomas on bass, and Mohit Rao on guitars. Yeah. So how do you meet these lads and how the band Jazztronaut come together? Um, so Keenan is my friend who introduced me to Nitya. So okay. he's the one person I knew from before. Mm-hmm. And he and Mohit went to music school together at Swarnabhumi. Yes. Yeah. So that's how Mohit came in. And then we needed a drummer and like I found Ishan through like another friend who's a musician. Nice. And why call it jazz tronaut? Um, so basically we had a lot of trouble coming up with a name to begin with. So we're like, what do you like? So Mohit asked me, what do you like about our music? So I said it gives me the space to improvise. And so we're like, oh, space. And then we're like, astronaut, jazz-tronaut. Then, we, then someone else, when we were telling them about this, they're like, oh, it, it takes you to different spaces. And we're like, yeah, that's better. So let's go with that. Nor it gives me the space to improvise. Hey, but that's so, actually really nice. I yeah. like the origin story of that name. That's kind of yeah. cool. So you know what? Uh, what's the next song that you're going to play for me right now? Um, Small Fish in a Big Pond. Oh, great. Ba-da-ba-da-ba-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-
a small fish in a big pond by Aditi Ramesh. And uh, she's been blowing my mind with the jazz, Carnatic stuff. Like, I really do. This is what we mean by fusion. Yeah. Like, you do. Like, I feel it. I feel, yeah, feel the it. coming together. Nice. Fusioniness. And it's nice because you you feel that change or you you feel the 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 seamless movement of like one mm. weaving into the other right because most of the time you have these moments when you're listening to Carnatic or jazz and it it's like you throw everything into a frying pan and just hope it all works yeah and that's I don't feel that with your music huh. it's quite it's quite different plus scatting like half Carnatic half jazz yeah. blowing me away man is really cool so talking about jazz astronaut I have heard nature boy yeah. Which is also in Curd Rice. Like all these songs and stuff that are there in your set list for when you perform. For life, are yeah, you yeah. planning to record any of that stuff? Um, Jastron, we do want to work on originals yes. soon. As in, we've only done two gigs. That uh, Antisocial was our second the gig. The one with Gino and all yeah. that. Yeah. So definitely, yeah. And uh, Curd Rice is recorded. It's going to be put out. We did a ladies' oh, compartment yay. session uh, with violin because we had a violinist at that nice. time. So it's really nice. Oh, I'm excited about this. I totally want to check out ladies' compartment. So getting an idea of, I've realized right now after stalking you considerably that you've been doing a lot of gigs, man. Yeah, you, like I said, Generation Y, Mritya by Nritya, which is where Jastronaut performed, So Far Sound, all that jazz at TLD. You've played bookstores and you're yeah. going to play any seven weekender as well, yeah, man. Yeah. So this is must be super exciting for you yeah. that you're doing so many gigs. How do you feel about all this? It's great. Like, I love performing live, yeah. especially for an audience. Like, I mean... Any I know musician. you want to drop your day job right now, right? I do. <laughs> Sorry, Ritwik. <laughs> your boss is a friend of mine. Just FYI. Well, if you listen to this episode, you'll know the truth. <laughs> I think everyone knows that, but they're really nice and supportive, so it's okay. For now. For now. Yeah. <laughs> but where for you do you want to reach that point where you're like, I want to drop doing this and be able to do this every day? I mean, like I was at that point two months ago just by the oh. amount of stuff that I'm doing but um, like when it happens it'll happen I don't have like a date or like I need to accomplish this and then I'll do it like yeah, yeah. it'll happen when it's feasible and well you're rolling with fine. life uh, I like the way you're rolling with life in general yeah. just like yeah it happened to me that's how it happened <laughs> <laughs> so I've also seen a couple of other things uh, on your Facebook where you're uh, collaborating with a dance company called Vyuti yeah dance company. yeah like they're a Bharatanatyam. Bharatanatyam, yeah. yeah. So true. that is pure Carnatic. So and, what yeah. are you doing in collaboration with them? Like, what? I'm doing the music for their uh, new piece of theirs called nice. Saki. It's like a proper one-hour production uh, with nice. different scenes. So it's been really interesting because I've been doing some research because of that mm-hmm. on ragas and the moods that they connote. Yeah. Because part of it is, of course, working with the dancer to make sure that certain movements are in you know tandem, tandem with, with yeah. what I'm singing whether it's slow fast whatever but also the mood and the notes and scales that I'm using that's oh, fascinating right so yeah it's really interesting to understand like how like what makes because some of the things I find really fascinating is like what makes in like an evening raga versus a morning exactly. raga what makes you feel happy or exactly. angry or sad and that is super interesting yeah. right? to understand what notes make you feel definitely because I've, always, I've, you know, grown up in a boarding school where, you know, you could learn Hindustani and Carnatic and I've seen concerts and things okay. like that. And it's those moments where I know a lot of people find uh, classical music incredibly intimidating because you feel like you don't understand it. Yeah. 
Um, same with jazz, actually. Same with jazz, yeah. But I've always had this... The, the power of music is that it makes you feel Feel things. something, exactly. Regardless of whether you understand it or not. I've watched concerts that are in a language that I do not speak or yeah. understand, but you feel it. You feel the beats and they make you want to dance or you feel sad or you feel really happy or annoyed. I don't yeah. know. But yeah, they make you feel. Yeah. That's, I think, the power of good music. I think that's also the the nice thing about like the indie music scene and me being in it because of course I have pure Carnatic projects, pure jazz projects. Yeah. But because of this thing of my solo project being in the indie scene, a lot of people are connecting to music forms which they don't otherwise know yeah. of or maybe understand but they are feeling something so I like that I can bring that to them you know? that's interesting so um, I also know that you have a keen interest in food yeah what is this do tell um, so I have a blog called shenanigans of a vegetarian lawyer <laughs> continue and uh, I did a food pop up at the little flea last oh, December nice. and so I'm, what kind of food do you make I make all kinds of food, but for that I did like traditional Tamilian and Odupi food, which is made in the homes, which you don't find in restaurants, which what? like my mom taught me and stuff. I want to so, go to your house and have... But I'm planning a food pop-up maybe this month, probably. Oh, I'm so confident. Because I'm really broke also after the EP, so make yeah. some money. <laughs> yeah, I get that. No, I want to come. I love yeah, South Indian. I'm South Indian myself, I'm Malayali. So. Yeah, I'll call you. Oh man, I sure. love this. And the thing is like a lot of these things, people, people don't know South Indian food. They have some shit in my opinion in yeah, restaurants it. it's not like what we eat at home right it is. and no one has experienced that they won't experience it until they go into someone's home so I like try I to understand what it's truly about yeah yeah man like Onam just just happened oh, yeah. very recently and mm. to find a, there are only certain places in Bombay that do good, good. like Onam Sadhya yeah. man and the places that I've been to were in town yeah uh, Deluxe Hotel Deluxe I and, well you're a lawyer you should know <laughs> Because anyone who's a lawyer... That area. That area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The best. And I've been to Hotel Deluxe and Taste, Taste of, of Kerala. Yeah. Both, Both of them, them are, are awesome. really good. Of course, if you're non-vegetarian, Sneha and Mahim. That's the best. Beef uh, veg- and barodas. Vegetarian lawyer. I know. I'm just saying... <laughs> The, because they don't do vegetarian food that well, but they're they're the non veg is particularly so good, like so good. I'm I feel like having something right now. I'm really hungry. <laughs> um, now besides food, I now want to just get an idea of what your plans are with your music and your EP. Are you you said you're working on something with Jastronaut? Mm-hmm. You're gonna put a couple of more songs out. Is there anything else that you're planning to do for this year? I mean, I'm sure I'll do a lot by the time. Like, just ask me in Jan, and there'll be like. <laughs> What well, happened to you before? <laughs> like, I didn't know this was going to happen. So I'll tell you a few things. Yeah, um, one is definitely ladies' compartment. This month I'm on a focus on that. Yeah. Um, collaborating, jamming, and getting a set ready. Yeah. Second thing is doing some crazy. So you miss my if you miss my generation Y gig. I did some experimental stuff there, which were oh, so I did my EP stuff like my pieces, yeah, my trio. Yeah. Then I also did a piece with a Bharatnatyam dancer and a percussionist where she was what? telling a story and the, the soundtrack was Carnatic and jazz. And oh, the jazz parts awesome. were very like, you know, like a silent film because, you know, the, the movements are very exaggerated and then yeah, we were yeah. playing like old jazz with piano. So it has that effect. That's so fast. I have to do that again so I can go I, So basically I have to outdo myself for NH7, obviously. 
that and, and I got NH7 because of that gig by the way. I am there so are you playing Pune right Pune yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. so I'm going for Shillong and Pune this year awesome. and so I'll definitely see you so I need to work on some cool stuff are you going to do a food pop up at weekend or two oh, no <laughs> it might be too much <laughs> too much <laughs> I'm also I play piano for a Parsi play at NCP so we have our fifth show in October so I'll be oh really yeah. yeah I saw you uh, dancing with a dude on stage yeah yeah I've seen that yeah I did stalk you considerably yeah. This is why uh, I'm a creep. You're good at your job, yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> thanks. Okay, so what's the last song for your set today? Marriageable Age. Can you tell me a little bit about it? Um, so basically, most of us, especially South Indians, I feel, after the age of 25, have this amazing problem of being of marriageable age. And it doesn't matter what you're doing. It doesn't matter if you're like, forget me, because I'm obviously not what my parents wanted me to be doing. But say you're a great scientist and you're a great doctor. It doesn't matter. Your validation to live and do whatever you want is marriage. And your life can begin after that. So I hear you, girlfriend. It's really, it's very attitudeful and... It feels really good to sing it live, for sure. I can so. imagine. And it's it's such a ridiculous thing. And it's and I, on the same page as you are, because I get asked that question Every, all the time yeah. by all kinds of relatives and uncles and aunts. And like, you know those uncles and aunties that are not even related to you, but you just call them uncle and auntie, but they yes. just seem to have a problem with you being single. So whenever they used to ask me, oh, so when are you getting married? Yeah. And I'd be like, why? Is there a deadline? Like, yeah. I don't know about. Like, And they literally like... <laughs> You're yeah. a funny girl. And yeah, so I'm literally in this moment like, why? Why yeah. is there a... What, what you know, if I do get married, why what will you care? Gonna, you won't will care, you care about me at exactly. all. You care so much about me getting married. If I do get married yeah. and like that marriage kills me, you're not going to care at all. No, no but she's married. No, you're married. Wouldn't. You can do whatever. Oh, your music and all. Why don't you get married? And then maybe you, you do it. You're somebody else's responsibility, on, on the, you know, like that. Wow, you put that so well. Yeah. It's such a ridiculous It's really thing. ridiculous. And also, uh, one of the lines in my song is that your internal clock is ticking. So, yeah. baby machines, baby be machines. prepared. So Awesome. Check one, two, three, four. Listen, child, you need to get married soon. I married at 24. I'm now 55. Right? 24 is a good age to get married. Hurry up. How old are you now?
ticking Why you wanna slip it, slip why? it Your beauty's dripping, dripping Why you think you're different, uh-huh. different You're getting flip, flip Time to get you hitch, hitch Turn off your switch, switch Time to dream is up, turn it off It is our business, hypocrisy's limitless uh-huh. This is the system, no point in resisting uh-huh. The more you say no, the harder we gon' try yeah. It is our only goal, don't ask us why Fuck you wanna wait, wait I ought to cycle fag, better pop before it's late We don't wanna see you be free, just blame it on your face Baby, you can be his lady Cooking food after work Try to keep him happy In-laws are in charge Now always gotta be some Scotty Being a brown girl Is both a curse and a boom They wanna tie me down But I wanna touch the moon Marriage April age Call Raha Hakoon Can't wait till you're 30 The time is coming soon Marriage April age Time is coming soon Can't wait till you're 30 The time is coming soon Age by Aditi Ramesh. Well, thanks so much for being on the show. Thanks for having me. So I hope you enjoyed our trip down memory lane. Come back next week for our journey through space and time. Till then, do subscribe, follow, rate, and review us on the podcast app of your choice because it helps those among us discover our humble podcast. And of course, that would make me very happy indeed. Do check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Made in India. That's M-A-E-D. Catch us on the flip side. Seriously, Hussein, I'm not saying that. I'll catch you normally on this side only. <laughs> <laughs>